Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hey, Dave. Hey, Tom. What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading martial law. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. kitten this cat being a real cat yeah she's been a real cat being a real pile of cat yeah she's just like hanging out near my keyboard where she can easily stop the recording at any time just blankly staring yeah she probably Um, move her yeah okay hold on on. i don't i don't want to have to start the recording again don't cut this press the button don't cut this from the edit Uh, kitten Mm -hmm. her anus is right near the Oh yeah, get her to get, yeah maybe get it plug in another mic for her anus. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey everybody. I think having a cat's anus as a third host would be weirdly appropriate. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm my name is Dave. <laughs> my name is is Tom. And this is Tom and Dave Reed Martial Law. Oh boy, do we! Brought to you by Mind Freak Five Five Five. I think I don't Thank know if you, I corrected this. Freak. Yeah, I think at some point I called Mind Freak Mind Freak, like it's Chris a, Angel. It's an easy mistake to make. I'm sure Mind yeah. Freak gets it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. We apologize yeah, for making it, but also you kind of know that people are when you when you call yourself Mind Freak, you kind of know people are going to say Mind Freak from time to time. So right you when know. your parents when your parents name you Mind mm-hmm. Freak from the five 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 family. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, own your responsibility in this as well. Right. Yeah. So, if people don't know what this is, um, <laughs> entirely it's possible. Weird that you're, it's weird that you're starting from episode three because this is episode three. There are yeah. two other uh, podcasts of this, and there's going to be five total. All right. So, so this is the halfway more, point. Two more after this. Yeah. Yep. It's a it's a nice light mini series because we're reading the entirety. I can't tell if this is all there is of Marshall. Well, there's spinoffs. There's, a, there's lot a comic of, like, book. You, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a comic book called Martial Law, mm-hmm. and we're reading it. Yeah, he's a he, he's spread across many mini series and one shots from the '80s through the '90s, and maybe into the aughts. I'm not entirely certain because it's a character I wasn't familiar with until we started this show. But uh, in case for some reason you're starting with episode three, Martial Law is a parody comic superhero. That's a parody of Judge Dredd. He's this hyper violent vigilante that lives in a dystopian future where superheroes are, are shitbags, and he's basically the police for superheroes. It's kind of like The Boys. It's like The Boys and Judge Dredd. Yeah, very, it's... Very it, it satirical. Feels, very satirical. Yeah, it feels almost ahead of its time. Yeah, um, but in a lot I, of ways. Yeah, as someone who's not too plugged into comic books, I don't know, maybe they were making 10 of these. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, it's very satirical, and it's making a lot of the same comments on superheroes that, you know, uh, The Boys does, and people like myself make it's that thing where it's like superheroes have been around so long that the meta commentary is also old right and Uh, this this shift of in superhero comics specifically happened in the 80s with things like the dark knight returns and Watchmen, where it was like really getting gritty and 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 really uh deconstructing them and then uh judge dread of course is already satirical um so yeah. this is like satire upon satire and it's not really it's it's less of a direct satire of judge dread and it's more like taking a similar uh world and and using it to satirize superhero comics yeah it honestly reminds me a lot of like the venture brothers because it is for it's sure like parody. Well, it's parody their human torch character is literally the venture brothers character yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which we're going to talk about him today yeah, we're going to talk about it because the, this, we're reading or we, yeah, we read two 
uh, issues. We read Martial Law Takes Manhattan mm-hmm. and Kingdom of the Blind, which are both parodies, direct parodies of different superheroes. Mm-hmm. They were um, both one-shot comics released in 89, 90, like er, late 80s, early 90s. Yep. The first one, I guess we'll just start there, uh, Martial Law Takes Manhattan, He's going after the persecutor, which is very much the Punisher. The Punisher, uh, yeah. And he, the persecutor uh, has been arrested and taken in, and he's going into, um, he's like applying to be in a mental institution. Yes. Uh, and the people in the mental institution is just the Avengers. Um, it's it's so all the same. It's, it's, it's basically... <clears throat> it's a storyline about the Punisher trying to join the Avengers and the Avengers yeah. turning him away because he's a violent maniac. Uh, but And it, specifically, it, he doesn't have powers. He does have powers, yeah. That's the whole point uh, in this world. Uh, in this world, it's it's the Avengers... Like, the Avengers Tower is a an institution for uh, deranged heroes, uh, and they're rejecting his application. So it's neat that they're taking what has been explored as a storyline in Marvel comics and doing like a parody of it within the world of martial law. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really, I enjoyed this one. This, I, this. I really actually, yeah, I really liked this one. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was straight up funny. And this is the funniest times. one so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it, yeah. So the the twist is that they don't really have superpowers, the Avengers. Oh, they do. Um, they they're just they do and they, they don't. They they're all. Uh, we don't need to recap it uh, completely because if you're jumping in the middle, that's kind of on you. We covered it in the previous yeah. two episodes. But superheroes in this world are basically genetically engineered into being superheroes that work for the government, and a lot of them, the process is so brutal and intense that it drives a lot of them insane eventually. And yeah, the implication here is that they all. Anybody with the superpowers naturally just goes mad. Will eventually go mad. Yeah. Yeah, and not it's not even a chemical thing. It's like we aren't meant to have that ability. It's I think like it's we, it's both, but yeah. Yeah. Uh so like the idea Yeah, the idea that it's, you know, again, what we've been playing with in the boys where it's like it's this ego thing on top of everything else. So like you just start playing it more and more fast and loose because if you're someone like Superman, you're like, well, what the fuck is anybody going to do about it? Yeah. Like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, my, uh, my, my limits are self-imposed. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, I, I it is kind of a commentary on that idea. Yeah, for right? sure. Of the idea that, like, everybody needs law and order, and at least is the implication here, which I don't know I agree with, but... Well, it's... It's it's all a commentary on fascism, right? Because like superheroes, yeah. by a literal definition, are fascistic. So it's kind of taking that idea of it doesn't matter what entity you put, you give complete power to. No, but nobody and nothing should have complete power. Yeah, it's it will it, you know it's it's the it's that goofy. I mean, it's not a goofy ad. It's just just a uh incredibly familiar one at this point. The absolute power one, but it's true. And that's just what this is. It's it's like, mm-hmm. well, we can't you you shouldn't deify these these institutions. You shouldn't give them all this power because it's eventually it will corrupt. There's no it is there's no way it can't end this way. Right. The saying is absolute power corrupts, corrupts Gene absolute, Hackman. It corrupts Gene Hackman, yeah. Absolute yeah. power makes Gene Hackman murder a woman in his in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Clint Eastwood is robbing him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the Oval Office. That's right. That's record. right. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I was okay. about to say that that would have been a real bold cat burglar <laughs> breaking <laughs> yeah. into the Oval Office just to like steal just like random shit, like just yeah, like a pen, like a really historic. like yeah. a nice pen, but like a pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. gets like a lot of the pens. So Listen, he's that, breaking that adds in, up. Dave. He's breaking in to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that that one is the president's secret book. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I know. We should we should watch that <laughs> anyway. Oh, we should watch that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's less about law and order. It's definitely more about fascism because they're they're doing everything under the idea of law and order. Of course, they everything's getting worse because of them. Uh, again, very much the commentary we 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 do on superheroes. Um, so in this case, they are they do have some powers. Like the Spider Man 
<laughs> so I love Spider-Man. Yeah, he's like a weird pervert. Yeah, he's a sexual exhibitionist who like can't right. perform for his wife, so he goes around shooting his web fluid everywhere in like a a, <laughs> a BDSM outfit. Almost, it's not really it's not BDSM. Yeah. It's it's exhibitionist. Like it's he's mostly nude. <laughs> right. Just swinging around, shooting his web fluid, and that seems to be all he's interested in doing. And if you notice, he's right. I think he's not he's, like fighting crime or anything. If you, I think he's the only one who doesn't die at the end. Like I think he gets he away. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm secretly very, pl- very pleased that Spider-Man escapes. Yes, because he's just um, such a little freak. Yeah, I like their Captain America where he's just constantly internalizing everything right, he's paralyzed by indecisiveness <laughs> yeah <laughs> because everything's like this moral dilemma that yeah. he has to think it's through moral conundrum upon moral conundrum it's very yeah. f- this this comic is very funny <laughs> yeah mr fantastic is uh he's still stretching his wife is a chair that well, he his, talks to. his wife doesn't exist like the, of, of yeah, course his wife is yeah. normally his wife is the invisible woman but it, it quickly becomes clear that she's not actually there right. <laughs> he's An talking to a person woman. that's not there yeah um who are the other one there's an aquaman there's type. an aquaman who's just he just believes he's aquaman there's a thor who just thinks he's thor uh you know Right, and the idea is like none of them are mystical or magical. No. Oh yeah, there's a wizard as well. Who yeah, just, there's a like, Doctor Strange. Yeah, hundred percent. Shouts word salad he as just, they put it. Yeah, just says gibberish and makes very serious faces like he's casting spells. Right. The idea. Yeah. So the idea is all these people were just created by the government. We're not. It's it's kind of unclear what some of their powers are because they've just been driven mad. Uh, and so, like, the bit is, so the persecutor is in this um, asylum. We learn that James Woods, I forget the actual character's name. Uh, is the commi- um, is the police king. He's the king of the police. McGinley or McGee is what it says on his desk, which is very funny. Right. But it's like McGinley Director or McSomething. I forget. Yeah. He, so there's a backstory here where the persecutor used to to- teach the army how to torture people mm-hmm. under under the idea of, like, this is about resisting torture but he was clearly just teaching how to torture people um and um martial law was one of his students and stood up against him because he was using real people to uh to demonstrate the torturing so he demonstrated on martial law instead and the james woods lets the persecutor know who martial law is uh which um it's interesting. He's he's very much. We've talked about this in the other ones. He's like a puppet master. He's like manipulating yeah. everybody. Yeah, he kind of. It's it's unclear whether he wants to get rid of martial law or if he's just or if he would just kind of be fine with it if martial law was gone. Yeah, I think it's like he's trying to think about the city in general. Yeah, he's, he's a big picture guy. That he wants yeah. to spin. Yeah. Um, and so martial law is coming for him in this asylum right, to the, take the, him in. Yeah, because the, the idea is that um, Persecutor is trying to claim he's insane, but he's not really, in order to avoid what he will certainly be executed for his crimes. So mm-hmm. he's he's trying to basically get sanctuary in, in Avengers Tower, which is a, an institution. Right. And weirdly enough, it, was he allowed to have guns? Uh, no, he takes one from a guard. Got it. Yeah, because what happens is they they start rejecting him. Yeah, because they're like, well, you don't have powers, which means you weren't driven insane by any sort of experimentation that was beyond your control or beyond the purview of what you initially agreed to. You're just kind of like a deranged person who loves to torture people. Right, so and I love that you can't he's be like, here. He's like, but my pa- my family was killed. How is that not a power? Like he kind of phrases it that way. Of like he has a superhero origin, a dark right? Origin. And he's insisting it's an interesting spin on that narrative too. And the 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 second comic kind of falls up on this as well, which is interesting that we happen to pair them because they weren't released together, right? But they do. Yeah, I know what you're getting. At yeah, he's talking. He's it's he's refusing to accept any responsibility for what he's done because he's like well i was driven to it because my family was killed it's like yeah but you were already torturing people to death before you like your family was killed by like the people you were brutalizing yeah. yeah it was consequences of your actions yeah it's it's about the idea of like a character like 
Batman or I guess the Punisher. The Punisher, um, yeah. Using using a horrific murder of their family to absolve themselves yes. from the the crimes they do. Correct. So yeah. it's like I'm the victim. I'm just getting revenge. Like, and it's no, like, you're not. <laughs> people have their people have people killed all the time, you know? They they don't go on rampages. So yeah. Yeah, they're using that um, as the commentary for this character who, yeah, grabs a gun and starts to escape, which makes the Avengers be like, should we also escape? Yeah, they just kind and of bust out in the chaos, and it's very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Their fate it's a li- is very funny. It's a little bit like that movie, The Dream Team, <laughs> where it's... <laughs> It's Michael Keaton, Peter Boyle, and uh, a few other actors who I, I regrettably can't remember. Um, uh, are they're all in the same group in a in a um, mental hospital, and their doctor takes them out to a baseball game. Hijinks happen. Their doctor gets, I think, uh, taken out during an attempted armed robbery. So they're basically just kind of wandering around on their own in the city and they don't really have the capacity to really understand what's happening as they're being pursued by criminals. So it's a little bit, it's kind of like that where it's like, right. It's like a, yeah, a, for a, sure. a, like a dog with two, with two tails instead of, you know, I don't know, just trying right. to lead itself. It's kind of funny. Oh, it is. And then that's, yeah, we meet the human inferno, <laughs> which the art, the art for the human inferno was amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's, it's very much Venture Brothers where he's in, locked in this case and Marshall sees him and assumes this man needs help. Right. When the real, realization is he's just, he, he'll he explode into flames if he lets him out, which he does. Yeah. And a human inferno just wants to die. Right. He just wants to be extinguished. So he, he ruins this water tower or tank to try yeah. to put himself out. <laughs> like his, his, his thread in this stop. comic. It's, yeah, he's, he's just, just he's just a guy that's on fire. Like he's yeah. just, that's his only want. He's like, I gotta get yeah. put out. So he smashes this water tower and floods the building, which sends the Avengers out into the sky. He has a yeah, he has a very simple yeah. desires. Um, <laughs> and so he's falling in this water off the tower, and he's like, well. Even if the water is like the water's not putting me out, but even if even if the fall kills me, at least I'll be free of this agony. And then he hits the yeah. ground, and not only does the water not put him out, but he's still alive and he's still on fire. So yeah. he's just like, no, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, they do this they do this wonderful couple of panels where the Avengers are falling, and all they go into everybody's head, and they all justify how they're going to survive the fall. There's an Ant Man, and he's like. Ooh, there's a group of termites yeah. waiting for me down there. Captain America is like, I'm going to use my shield. Uh, like the 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 magic. The Doctor Strange is like, I'll do a spell and open up a portal. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye is like, she's like, I'm going to shoot my invisible uh, safety yeah, line arrow. arrow. And like Thor and uh, it's just like, I'm going to ride the Bifrost time yeah. tall. And then they all just splat. they just hit the pavement. <laughs> Huh? It's very much the nice guys aim for the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even an awning there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. It's very funny because yeah, it's just they all oh, it's perfect. <laughs> they all just hit the pavement uh, except for Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man's not there. Yeah, Spider Man's not there. He's he just he's, escaped. <laughs> yeah, the world is a better him. place for. It's just webbing people. He's like sipping around, wearing a dancer's belt, just spraying his webs all over Manhattan. That's all he wants to do. Wonderful. (laughs) Um, And then in all this, uh, martial law gets his, gets his man, the persecutor, um, and sets him loose with like a bunch of cannibals on the street who cook him over the human inferno. Who, yeah, they roast him on a spit over the human inferno. And the human Which inferno, very funny. the very last panel is them spit roasting persecutor over inferno. And he's just like, no, my powers were not meant to be abused like this. <laughs> it's <laughs> very <Inferno>. funny. <laughs> oh, poor guy. It's one of those where it's, yeah, it's so tragic that it's funny. It, yeah. <laughs> He said his life is a nut, is a never-ending nightmare, and it's all yeah. he wants is for it to end. <laughs> yeah, it's again going back to Venture Brothers. It reminds me of the Ghost Pirate, where they see they every time they see him, he's like, <laughs> and then they realize that's all he's doing is just screaming. <laughs> he doesn't have any desires. He's just screaming. 
Yeah, at the oh, endless so existential good. horror of it all. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, they, we they, we established in the 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 original six issue miniseries, which which we covered in the previous two episodes. Like the there's there's like wasteland mutants that are want. It's this this yeah this future is a mix of a lot of things, uh, including like roaming gangs of crazed superheroes and wasteland mutants and stuff. So there's like cannibal mutants around. Yeah. So compared to that series, I like this one way better because it the 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 first six issues kind of took itself too seriously it's in my opinion. Very very self serious to the point. Yeah, we t- we talked about it in those first two episodes where I really wrestled with how much I enjoyed it because it was hard to tell how much was intentional. Right, um, and this very much is like the, okay. The intent here is very clear. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, martial law is kind of ridiculous in this. Like his his monologue is very self important, mm-hmm. but like f- funny, funnily so. Right, they do a bit at the beginning, or when they all escape, where they're like, "We need to lock down anybody in a mask," and then you see martial law whistling and walking in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they grab him. Um, yeah, and he yeah he's kind of a fool. Like he lets out the <clears throat> the human inferno. Yeah, and his his inner monologue narration is very it's very goofy. Like it's it's yeah. it's self important in a funny way. So it makes it does make sense because you look at anything like you know you look at the first season of The Simpsons and you go oh they didn't quite know what they were doing yet you know like it, it's the same element here is I feel like they were honing it in and this one they very much were they figured out you know how to pull this off um and yeah this is just very strong very funny yeah uh, this I, is I great <laughs> yeah um i don't have too much more to say about it so we could get into the next comic yeah honestly we can, we can move into the next one this they're yeah, both we, we they're definitely want to oh, go ahead we have a section where we're going to cast it so we should think about that oh man um, that's going to be tough because there's a lot of characters yeah, I, I, I would say like let's just stick we'll with try the main to keep ones. it simple. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the next one is called Kingdom of the Blind, mm-hmm. and it's a combo. I would say it's Batman and Daredevil, right? To an extent, but it's prime. It's like ninety eight percent Batman. Like, because Daredevil, Daredevil was he has rep- the Daredevil's powers basically. Kind of, sort of, like, yeah, sort of, sort of. He was Daredevil was also sort of represented in the Avengers, if you remember. He's You're one right. of the guys falling off the water tires. Like my sonar hearing has detected that flagpole. And he tries to grab it, and both of his arms just get ripped <laughs> yeah. off by the force yeah. of the water. That was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. very funny. <laughs> yeah, this one I had a question about um, sure. that we'll get to, but it's yeah, it's mainly Batman. It's, it's primarily uh, Batman. Private Eye, Private Eye. So that's very Batman. Uh, he's a superhero who drives around in a car with a big eye. Um, he's a billionaire tech. philanthropist. His parents yeah. were wealthy, famous doctors who were murdered in front of him in, in a random act of street violence. <laughs> Outside a video rental shop, which I don't know why, but I found that very funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so he's yeah wealthy. And um, uh, uh, the, the thing I had a question about is it, the arc in this is martial law likes him. Yes. At the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure why. Martial law, I think the idea is he thinks they're the same guy, basically. Like, he feels that Private Eye is a kindred spirit. Because what Private Eye is doing is... Well, I mean, he's still basically just a vigilante. So I Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it didn't seem... It didn't quite make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, He... His line is... Because this... I really like this, because this is just... Again, this all the commentaries on these characters decades before we were doing them. Um, the line from Private Eye, I vowed I won't sink to their level. I'll maim, mutilate, electrocute, gas, or burn them, but I won't kill them. Yep. And that, yeah, it's very much Batman. I think, uh, I think it's this. I think it's martial law obviously still detests crime and criminality. Like, he will bust criminals as well as superheroes. Right. Uh, but... I think it's sort of like an extrapolation of the idea of Batman, who's who's not. He I mean obviously he is a superhero, but like within the world of DC Comics, he's not really like, like an anti. Like he's kind of out. Yeah. yeah, he's outside. He doesn't do it for. 
like he's not the same as like the public spirit. He's not doing this for publicity. He's not doing it to be like adored by people. He's getting down and dirty in the gutter and being brutal towards criminals right. because he feels like that's the way to solve it. So martial law like connects with that idea because he's very brutal himself. Yeah, he's cutting off their fingers and arms and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's just mutilating them as, like, punishments for their crime. Yeah. As he says, he's turning them into the victims. Yes. Uh, and therefore rehabilitating them. Mm-hmm. In his uh, view, yeah. Yeah, and it definitely comes comes into play. So, the thing they, they address in the previous one, because there is a thread throughout these, um, which is that martial law has a complex where he's obsessed with hating superheroes. And he keeps saying, I've never actually met one, right? Or he's never actually caught a superhero, which is implication is that they're not heroes. That's villains. That's the implication. Yeah. But which of any hates, but at the same time, he hates being called a superhero himself. And, um, he kind of is one, but that's the whole point. The whole point is no one should be called a superhero because everybody's flawed. And the moment you start acting like, oh, I'm a superhero, that's when you, you become... Right, you start to excuse a lot of your own behavior and yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's this whole cycle. So it's just interesting that he would look at Private Eye and he's just like, yeah, I like that guy. And I, yeah, I get it because he likes his style. Yeah, he likes his, he likes what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> he's had, like, yeah, he that speaks a, to me. He has a car that runs people over and then stabs and them. And then stabs them, them over. with scalpels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the reveal, though, that he, I guess, martial law doesn't realize is that he's just burning through orphans. There's a, there's a couple <laughs> of levels of it. The, yeah. So they make a joke about how, like, he's, he's a, the, the main difference, well, I mean, there's a lot, but like the, the main difference in the way that the private eye is presented in ter- uh, as opposed to how Batman is presented is like his identity is not really secret. Like kind of everybody knows he's Bruce Wayne. Um, so he'll make appearances as Bruce Wayne, but he's talking about private eye stuff. Um, so he's going to this orphanage where his family, that he, he endowed and his family has given lots of money to over the years, which is very similar to like the Wayne foundation. Um, and they make a gag about how like he's gone through his last six wards, which is always like a joke to make about Batman. It's like, man, how many kids is he going through? Uh, and then of course we discover that he's having these, kids at the orphanage be trained to be his sidekick but there's a they start to you know unveil sinister layers of it as he's talking to the nuns there we learn that they're like sterilizing the kids yeah like medically sterilizing them or chemically rather um and he's doing it because he's making his own organ farm for himself and his wealthy yeah. friends. They're blood boys. They're blood boys. Yeah. Yeah. The kid describes his beaver dream, which was very, the it was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dreaming about uh, a beaver chewing the base of a tree as the tree gets bigger and bigger. Yep. <laughs> it's like, That's oh, another, God. another important thing that doesn't come in until like the last couple of panels before spoilers, uh, private eye is brutally killed. Yeah. Um, is that uh, Private Eye is sexually repressed, like willfully. So mm-hmm. he's one of those, uh, it's, it's become popular in, in far extreme far-right circles again, but it's, he's one of those maniacs who believes in like being celibate because it like s- stores all of his power and energy. He doesn't want to give it away right. on meaningless interactions. Um, so that sexual repression comes in at the very end where we learn like he's he's viewing what he's doing as sexual like it's sexual yeah. violence for him like that's he, that's how he's absolutely that's yeah, how he absolutely. thinks about it yeah um and again these are great details for yeah because yeah it's basically the whole the whole deal is that superheroes in this world they're just pointing out they're just serial killers yeah they're just like maniacs. they're just yeah and they they all have a pathology like like any other serial killer uh there's like weird patterns. My favorite um, reveal is that in this version, um, he killed his parents. Like he had Alfred yes. show up in the alley behind the fucking adult video store <laughs> they were renting videos at mm-hmm. um, and kill his parents for him. And then he delivers the death blow to his dad uh, so that he hates them because his parents were also maniacs. Like they were doctors, but they were performing just insane research like they were just doing cruel things to animals just for the sake of cruelty and then they would start right, experimenting to him. on him too yeah yeah um so he killed them for that and then also for their money um, right 
and for the, the the justification for going out and beating people up right. and maiming them. Yeah, because it gives this it provides him with this narrative and he says a few times to his dad's photo and then later his corpse because he keeps his parents in this pretty grim mausoleum. Yeah. Uh where he's like thank you dad for like dying the way you did because it gave me an excuse to be the biggest bastard I can be is basically what yeah. he says. Yeah, unlike I, I feel like unlike um, the previous one, the persecutor, like yeah. he's more self-aware. He's more self-aware for sure. He is aware that this is all a fabrication and a sham, and like he he knows he's like a fucked up maniac. Yeah, but he still there's still an element where he still kind of believes in what he's doing. But oh he, yeah, he, for but sure. he is more self-aware than persecutor for sure. Yeah. Um, and so like basically martial laws. The spell is broken when he uh, sadly kills Kiliton. He does. We we, we haven't talked Kiliton. about him this episode, but if you listen to the previous two, Kiliton is kind of like his guy in the van. He's he's one of his fellow yeah. vigilantes who works for the cops now, uh, busting other superheroes. Um, and I Kiliton was from the beginning is like, no, this private eye is fucking dirty. Like I don't understand why you like this guy. Like he's just right. like the rest of them. And martial law kind of drags his feet. Um, yeah, and then Kiliton finds the evidence of his organ farm at the Wayne found family slaughterhouse. Basically. I think his name is Brandon mm-hmm. in this, but it's basically Wayne, uh, with all the boys hanging on meat hooks. Right. Uh, and then private eye shows up and kills him. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And me so either. The, yeah. yeah. It was, it was a legitimate surprise. Yeah. Cause we hadn't really seen kill it on to do, do too much. I was like, Oh, they're probably setting him up for other stories. Nope. He just gets taken no, out. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Um, and then, of course, they fight. And I really like when he's over the meat grinder, Private Eye. Oh, yeah. And he's hanging there. And Martial Law is like, I better save him. And then he stands there like five feet away and just goes, take my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and Private Eye is like, what? I, I can't. I can't reach you. He's like, oh, what a bummer. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I better save him. Oh, hold on. I need to stop and wipe my nose. All right. Yeah. Reach out, man. Reach. Reach, man. You can do it. And then he falls into the meat grinder and just gets fucking pulverized. It was, that was great. And then Martial Law's like, oh, no, I was too slow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I liked it because you really think like they did this whole thing b- where he admired him before. I was like, oh, he actually is going to save him. No, he's and so. Then, nope. I actually liked in terms of like a continuing thread of this character. Um, and I really enjoyed these these two one shots more than I did the original miniseries. Because Me I too. think this has a firmer grasp and the intent is a little more clear. But like it's it is a good job of kind of demonstrating his own martial law's own sort of pathology which is he's absolute so like once right. his once his mind switches like once he's like once he realizes that private eye oh he's just another superhero then that's it there's no feeling left in him for that guy like he's just like yeah. nope nope you're a bad guy yeah 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 once <laughs> so was, once he yeah. decides to kill you it's done that's yeah. it yeah yeah, I really like that too. And this was, yeah, this was. Um, he's very much another delightful little tale. Yeah, it's it's he's becoming more clearly a butcher, basically, from the boys. If you watch the boys, mm-hmm. he's 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 pretty much Carl Urban. Yeah, and Carl Urban has his flaws too, which I like for sure. Yeah. I like that it's whenever a character is dealing with absolutes, um, they're they're a you're, pain in you, the ass. You, you're usually wrong. That's you yeah. can't like that's another like the the I don't think the book is really you know it's it's very satirical and, and very funny especially in these two one shots but like I don't it doesn't feel like the writers are trying to excuse his worldview either like no he's, yeah. he is correctly identifying that superheroes are bullshit and this system of power is bullshit but like he's not correct either you know this is yeah this is one of those situations where. There's really no heroes here, and sometimes that makes something hard to to like watch or read. In this case, martial law is entertaining enough. Yeah, he's very uh, he's, a, he's very fun. Yeah, less kind less of, again, going back than to the, he was in the in the original miniseries. Yeah, going back to the Venture Brothers, there's kind of no heroes in that show either. <laughs> like Doctor Venture isn't a good guy. No, it's just fucked up people. Um, and so like this is very similar where. What they're doing is entertaining, um, but it's definitely not. They've kind of, 
I feel like they stepped away from trying to make it emotional. Like, oh no. Like, yeah. I think uh, my girlfriend died. Like, it's just more like kind of just fun. Yeah. Two. And that's not to dismiss what the, the original six issue miniseries did well, because I think we were both a little surprised at how effectively it sort of yeah. got an idea across. And it was very emotional and it was uh, effective and, and successful in a lot of ways. So not to diminish any of that, but like I think these two are less up their own ass, <laughs> a little yeah, less, for sure. less self-important, and a little more. It just it just feels like they have a firmer grasp of their own intent on these on these books, and it's just I'm, fun. I'm very curious where it's going to go. I know there's like a zombie comic. The next, next. one is a zombie. Yeah, there's I because think the mask shows up at some point. Okay, yeah, because they're burning through heroes to parody. <laughs> Oh, like, that's the, the beauty the is there's died. the beauty yeah. is there's so many of them. There's so many, but I I love this is how like the previous one how they treated the Avengers because at first I was like okay they're gonna get out and then this is gonna be a whole like storyline and then it was like oh perfect <laughs> they're just flashing a pan they're they're here and gone yep. and that's it yeah that's it for the Avengers <laughs> that was amazing yeah it was very very funny <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. Just the fact that it, it all built up to that last scene of them riding a wave out of a skyscraper. It's so <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, I think these one shots also work better because they're just we didn't we don't need six issues to deal with a lot of this stuff. A lot of these ideas, so, yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, and so yeah, the first one felt like kind of almost like stretched out a little bit. I don't know. Um, a little, I. I it was still good. It was still, still it was still mostly good. Yeah, there, you know, there was problems with it. A lot of it related to the time in which it was written. We we talked about yeah. that in the previous two episodes. But yeah, not to diminish that original miniseries. Not at all. But I definitely like these better. Same. Yeah, these were a lot more fun to read. <laughs> yeah, and they're still dealing with like still dealing with the same themes. It's just it's not yeah. it's not that complicated of a theme. Honestly, you can say complicated things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the the general idea uh like like i said at the beginning like the the adage is like a trite like a, it's it's you know it's 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 trite almost yeah uh, we hear it so often so it's not a, a difficult concept to wrap your mind around so it's no. just well let's have some fun with it <laughs> it's a combination it's the one thing the boys doesn't do at least not to my memory is the thing that they add into this is but the body horror element which is like it's also just horrifying to be a superhero. Mm, like, no, they do it. They do it with the deep. Oh yeah, yeah, the deep. I would say with the gills. It's not um, as extreme as it as it has been in martial law, but I mean, the mm-hmm. boys. It's, it's only done two seasons, so who knows where they'll go from here? For sure. Uh, but yeah, that's it's this. Com- it's like these people are they're monsters. Yeah, and you feel bad for them, but they're also terrible people. Yeah, they're also like some of them are just like forces of nature at this point where it's like beyond their control almost they're so yeah you know i did i liked that uh how much contempt the brennan bruce wayne character has for the the people he's supposed to be like he he they show a scene of his parents one of the things they did to him was give him an just a lavish christmas morning and then invited all the kids from the orphanage over and made him give all of his toys away to these kids and you know he threw a huge tantrum over it and that was like more of a formative moment for him than his parents death like that's crime alley for this version of batman like oh he, yeah he talked like we're introduced to him where he talks about having a dream of living inside a bubble and these people trying to get inside and, and steal his wealth uh, he yeah, does yeah. it like he's the doing parents, this all to defend his wealth. Yeah, the parents have designed a person to be evil. Yeah, I love how the parents. It's just everything is clinical to them. Yeah, like they they're just complete sociopaths. Yeah, and their their experiments are like are just stating the obvious. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's, it turns out if you hit a, a chimpanzee with a bat, it gets irritated. Like that's yeah. it's <laughs> stuff like that. Like, oh, you sew a kitten's eyes shut, it can't see anymore. They're just right. mad scientists. Yeah. Uh, no purpose yeah. behind what they're doing beyond it's we're mad scientists yeah um you want to talk about casting now yeah i think so we already cast martial law i think in the previous yeah oh ones. yeah we've, uh, we've we've probably talked about carl urban because it's obvious yeah um, carl urban i think we also said uh lakeith stanfield um mm-hmm. um uh, 
the event it's hard because i'm just like i just want the actors it would be so funny to see yeah like chris hemsworth and chris evans and fucking paul rudd and and, uh, jeremy renner doing all it's yeah it's so obvious but it's like i don't know what else i don't know who else it would be um even the persecutor uh, it would be um what's his name as the punisher um john bernthal yeah, John Berthold. It could be. I mean, you have a few options for Punisher. That's um, true. Yeah, I was. Th- I got a vibe from the way he was drawn, and now I can't quite put my finger on it. He looks well. He has a fucking <laughs> he has a swastika on his, on his head, which is incredible. Yeah. like that's. So I mean, that's also like his part of his storyline that we didn't really mention is uh, the idea that he's supposed to be like a proxy for America and how America behaves geopolitically because he's like, well, it's, right. he keeps saying like the things I did weren't crimes because the CIA does them. I was sanctioned by the government. And it's like, well, no, they were still crimes. It's just America doesn't call them crimes because America does it. It's only crimes right. it's when all, other countries wink, do it. Wink. Yeah. yeah. So it's all, he's, he's a commentary on military and how America excuses its own egregious behavior that it punishes uh, or vilifies other regimes for doing. And it's all bad. Like they're all crimes. Right. It's just anyway. Um, so that's very on the nose about like, he is just a fascist and right. The United States um, engages in fascism when it does these, what it calls enhanced interrogation. Yeah. Yeah. He's very much like, I mean, for obvious reasons, you think of someone like John Cena. Um, yeah. Cena would work. Yeah, it, it's got to be a white guy for obvious reasons that he has yeah. a swastika on his head. Yeah. Um, I, Mark Wahlberg, is that too on the nose? <laughs> I think Mark Wahlberg would work. He kind of looks like him. Yeah, that's. I'm also thinking people look like him. I, I think almost a little older, but now I realize Mark, Mark Wahlberg is like a 50. little older. Yeah, he's almost 50. Yeah, like, because they have to have a history. Mm-hmm. Um, he's supposed to be older than martial law, so. Yeah, yeah, I could see. Yes, around the 50 range. I think that would work. Um, what about Private Eye? That's the interesting one. And that's, uh, well, not the only interesting one, but that was the one that I was really trying to think about. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also didn't mention, I fucking loved this detail, that his bat cave is this big tower in the middle of the city, and he protected its secret by uh, entombing all of the workers that built it. Oh, but yeah. he keeps Alfred in his tower like a little prisoner, like the man in the iron mask. Right. And every time he shows up in the Batcave, Alfred tries to kill him. And it's just like part of like it's understood between them that I'm going to show up here and Alfred's going to try to kill me. Uh, and it's a way to keep me on my toes. Right. Because the other thing is he blackmailed Alfred. Yeah. He's blackmailing <laughs> yeah, Alfred. Yeah. So Alfred is like way too old to be serving him but he's a prisoner so it doesn't matter yeah like he's gonna work alfred to death that's yeah. the that's yeah. the Alf- alfred there. is like 92 yeah it's, it's very um, funny <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah private eye is hard I, i'm trying to remember his what his face looked like i he's, mean obviously we're looking we're going for batman so he's kind of fake ass handsome mcgee he looks a little um you know who might be fun I don't know if we brought him up already. Is Chris Pine? Chris Pine. I was thinking um, he looks a little like Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch would be fun. Um, he's supposed to be 50, but obviously he keeps rejuvenating himself with his blood boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, it's like Christian Bale, you know, like it's. Yeah, it could Christian be Christian. Bale could it it could because, be Christian Bale. He kind of looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Christian Bale has played both Batman and a sociopath. Uh, right. It's very so, Patrick Bateman. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's. Um, and yeah, I mean, we keep. I hate that we keep saying it, because, but it is like sort of like one of the big points of the book. But like he also kind of has to be a white guy. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because of the point of... The point of the character it, and what he's representing, a, yeah. Yeah, he's representing rich white men. And yeah. so it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> like, it's not... It's, it's, that's just... Yeah, that's what you gotta do. That's you gotta you cast do, yeah. it as a rich white guy. Yeah. Um, that's the whole point. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I do think any of the Batmans, I guess. Um, yeah, I would say that along those lines, Persecutor kind of doesn't doesn't need to be a white dude as much as private eye does um like you could adjust that interpretation still get the same persecutor point. yeah 
Oh yeah, I, I, a younger Denzel, but I always want just Denzel, right? Across the board, across the board. Um, but anyway, uh, like you you could you could cast like Michael B. Jordan. Well, Michael B. Jordan's a little too young, but yeah. This is a this is a weird thing to say. The swastika doesn't come into play. Not really. It's just meant to like uh, get further drive the point home that he is a fascist. Yeah, Um, it's like it's like yeah, it's like a Charles Manson swastika. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a show swastika yeah which i so, don't know yeah. not to downplay a swastika no um <laughs> uh yeah it's um but yeah the so that could you could cast it's really somebody, with, you could cast somebody like idris elba as that guy or uh um, yeah idris elba is too charismatic in my opinion for the persecutor yeah oh, oh i guess i can see it i can see that because his performance actually in Suicide Squad, I can kind of see something like that. Um, hmm, that would be uh, interesting. Bruce Willis. Brillis. Oh, God. Yeah. Because it's kind of it, similar to his character bit, from The Siege. Yeah. I would say Bruce Willis like 15 years ago. Right. Brillis is a little too old now, but like a Bruce Willis yeah. type. Yeah. A Bruce Willis type. Um, that That would really work. Anybody like... Yeah, fucking Steven Seagal type. Like anybody that's like an old action star almost. Mm-hmm. Not Schwarzenegger. Maybe Stallone, but probably not Stallone. Stallone's They're both kinda too old. Yeah, they're too old, they're but even when they're 70s. young, it's like it's more of like a Jason Statham body type, you know? Mm-hmm. Um although I don't think Jason Statham would be good for it. No, he's he's yeah, I think you're I think you're right. And he's too British. He can't not be British. <laughs> I dare you to tell Jason Statham to do an American accent. See what happens. Um, Man, we we probably uh, should have thought about casting before we started recording. I don't know. I did be. I did that last time, and now I'm kind of like I like brainstorming. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Private Eye. It's it's the problem with casting a lot of these is we're just like yeah, kind of just do the person that would be cast as the hero version. Like Private Eye, I keep saying like yeah, any of the Batman. And it's like, yeah, you're you're just casting Batman. Um, that's essentially what's happening here. Yeah, I think Chris Pine would probably be pretty funny as the uh, Captain America stand-in. Ooh, <laughs> if yeah. You if you didn't get uh, if you didn't get Chris Evans to do it, that would be really good. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Chris Pine is good at comedy. He never gets to do it though. Yeah, not very often. No, only in that one guy's films. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know what other any other casting things stand out. Another thing that occurred to me is that this would probably make a like. I kind of I think it's just because it looks the same, but this could make an Eon Flux esque cartoon. Like you could get that same person to make. Oh yeah, this. yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's the the visuals are exactly the same, and it's like yeah, just animate it as is, and so. That just led me to that conclusion, too, is like, this doesn't even have to be live action. Like, this might be a really good cartoon series. Uh, okay, okay, I landed on a, a real dark horse uh, candidate I'm going to throw in there to play uh, uh, Private Eye. Scott Adkins. <laughs> Scott Adkins. Uh, he's a martial arts actor. Hold um, on, I'm going to look him up. He's, he's the main character in the Universal Soldier sequel that you love so much. Ooh, oh, I know. I know who that guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's uh, call his people up. Yeah, get his get him in here. Yeah, what's he up to? I don't know, making directed video action um, movies. Let me can. Well, no, he's in John Wick Chapter Four. Nice. Yeah, things are looking up for Scott Atkins. I mean, the stuff around John Wick is still just <laughs> the same stuff, but you know, good for him. Here's an inch. Okay, I've got a couple interesting ideas. Uh, okay. For for persecutor Michael Shannon. <laughs> or uh or Shea Wiggum. <laughs> Wait, who's Shea Wiggum? Shea I Wiggum. know that name. Yeah, you too. know him. Hold Probably on. more Michael Shannon, I think. Oh, Shea Wiggum. Um I think more Michael Shannon. I think more Michael yeah. Shannon, yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough cuz I would want um Yeah, I think that would work cuz Michael Shannon can also play like undignified Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and so like I, I think that would be really good. Yeah, fuck yeah, I really like Michael Shannon for that. 
uh, that really works. That really works for me. Um, okay. I think well, we we'll did call it, the yeah. Shannon. We'll call the Shannon people. We'll work something out. Right. Yeah. Let's 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 uh let's 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 work something out. Let's let's have our people <laughs> contact his people and then yeah, get, yeah. Him, get him on. We'll put him on this. Okay. Well, until then, um, I think we're done. I right? think that's it. I think we might have completed our task. Yeah. I think so too. And I yeah I. I wasn't down on this series in the first six, but this definitely made me go, ooh, like I, I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, these, these were, these were fun. And if you want to read them, the books are out of print at the moment. So getting like a physical copy will be a challenge, but it's readily There's available on, yeah, it's readily available on like Comixology in like digital form. So you know. nice. Uh, a non-Amazon option. That's great. <laughs> well, Comixology is an Amazon option. <laughs> yeah, they own it. They own. They own it. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. You can figure out another. There's probably. I mean, whatever, I'm sure man. there are other digital options, but it's available in digital. Is what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, we're not. We're not here to change the world. No. Uh, <laughs> it's readily available in non-physical formats. Um, yeah, and I, I. Yeah, I would say um, check it out, especially these issues. We'll see how it goes from here. Um, I, you got to read the first six, obviously, to know the world. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a. It, um, it is very efficient world building. I will say. Yeah. It's very. Oh good yeah. At it. Yeah. It's very grim. I will say it's very gory. Mm-hmm. It's very like Mars attacks, like, uh, like style gore and like viscera. And so, if you're not into that, you're not into that. Um, but it's yeah. I don't, I don't know. Very solid. Liking it. Yeah. So uh, thank thank you very much, Mind Freak five five five. Mind Freak, Mind Freak, from the five 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 family. Thank you, thank you so much, and thank you all for listening. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you. you. And if you, yeah, if you're interested, you can you can hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, if you go on there, there's exclusive podcasts for five dollars a month. You get access to Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night for $10 a month. Uh, and, you know, we have, like, custom We Just Watched episodes, custom podcasts that you can commission, all sorts of stuff on there. So you also, like, I think we give away mugs. That's just sort of like an automatic thing that happens. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah, Patreon. that's right. It's, it's one of the tiers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sheave mug. Um, that's that's available. So you get a so sheave yeah, mug. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah, we should take a look I think at that's, that. Yeah, I think that's for the hypecast shout out. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's for the hypecast here. As All right. Well, uh, we also have a store. Head over to gameplayunemployed.com where you can get a link to our Teespring store, uh, where you find mm-hmm. all kinds of cool original artwork and designs on T-shirts, stickers, posters, mugs, uh, and all kinds of other things. So check that out. Yeah. All yeah, right. That's. Is that it? Yeah. Are we done? Bye. Okay. Bye.